Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of the Viking Age. I am Chris Shad, writer for the Viking Age, zone coverage and bring me the news. And my co-host over here is Adam Patrick, the managing editor of the Viking Age. Do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you miss us, we're available in audio form on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however you watch or listen. Like, comment, share, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Adam, we got a lot to talk about today, so I'm not going to do any little intro icebreakers, but uh, the big reason we have a lot to talk about is because Kwesi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell spoke at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis this week. They both did interviews with a uh, certain radio station that wanted to know their five favorite hip-hop bangers of all time which uh, mine are Humble by Kendrick Lamar, Lose Yourself by Eminem, X Gonna Give It To You by DMX, uh, Forgot About Dre by Eminem and Dr. Dre, and Out For A Rip by Shark Tank. Look it up. It's a banger. Um, you got top five bangers? Or you compared it? <laughs> Not off the top of my head. You're, uh, more, you're more the punk rock, like, screamo yeah. type I mean, I, I mean, if it's a good song, I'm gonna listen to it. I'm not, I'm not like gonna be like, oh no, rap. Uh, but yeah, I'm more of a metalhead. I would say that for sure. But uh, I forgot about Dre is definitely up there for sure. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I won't, I won't embarrass myself. Still, DRE is pretty good because I don't know. I had a buddy, uh, or I still have a friend who, uh, in college, his when that song came on, he would just stand there and just be like this with his like <laughs> thumb and like index finger for the YouTube audience. You can see it, but it's a ding, 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 you know. I just think that that um is it, I, I don't know if you call it a chorus, but that that chorus from Eminem <clears throat> and forgot about Dre is like kind of iconic. Whereas nowadays everybody wants to talk about. Yeah, just just I'm not even gonna do that because half can't. an hour, two broken legs, try and walk it off. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Kwesi was asked more productive questions at the combine, and yes. he was of course asked about Kirk freaking Cousins and uh, his answer when he was asked about Kirk Cousins contract situation was that Kirk Cousins camp wants certainty, which we probably will assume that means fully guaranteed short-term contracts. And the Vikings would like flexibility, which means contracts probably with a lot of money up front, but bigger cap hits towards the back that they can get out of, or maybe shuffle money towards the back end of the deal. No trade clause. Yes. Their goal is to meet in the middle. And then Kwesi started talking about Kirk. And he said this, a necessary condition of a winning team is having a quarterback of a certain threshold. That doesn't mean for sure you're going to win, but that is one of the things you need. Having a high, uh, having a good level quarterback meets that threshold. Different quarterbacks require different things around them, but we know for sure that Kirk meets that threshold. I do know one thing. He is good enough. 
He meets that thir- first threshold, and that's a question a lot of teams can't answer with a yes. So we need to treat that in the proper importance that is. So with all those things considered, how much confidence does Quasi Adolfo Mensa's comments give you about Kirk Cousins as your quarterback? Uh, it's not a glowing endorsement, but he wasn't like he's terrible. Um, I think he realizes that right now he has a quarterback who can help them win, uh, not necessarily one that can lead them to a victory on his own. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. I don't think he's saying anything that's pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, like he's he's like he meets the threshold. Did he's he didn't say like he did well he wasn't raving about him he wasn't like obviously he meets the threshold he was just like yeah he's he's good enough for what we need right now um and then he he also brought up like you know uh we have to answer questions like should we add someone maybe with a different skill set and things like that um he just brought up a bunch of things that they they have to consider and with a quarterback who's thirty five um uh, you have to do that all the time. It doesn't matter if your quarterback's Kirk Cousins or, or anyone else. And then in terms of the contract, I think Quasey's comments were said, those specific comments were said like to the side to the beat reporters after the actual presser. Mm-hmm. So he was a little more candid, I guess, because I think he was talking to like three reporters. That's it. Um, and uh, yes, it's uh, pretty clear what the Vikings want. It's pretty clear what, what Cousins camp wants. And if things don't get worked out, then i pretty sure that the Vikings are just going to be like, okay, then just, you know, you got your year, see what you can do. And if we want to try this again next year, then we'll figure it out. But right now we need to, you know, do what's best for the team and signing you to a fully guaranteed three year extension is likely not what's best for the team. So, uh, confidence wise, I feel confident in the Vikings just because they have Quasey and Kevin O'Connell leading the way. I, I wouldn't even say it has anything really to do with Kirk Cousins because, like Quasey said, he's good enough, but he's not, you know, he's he's not in that tier of Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. He's not in there, and I don't think people are arguing that. Some people might, um, not the brightest people, but uh, I didn't have a problem with anything really Quasey said. It, he, he didn't say anything wrong, I don't think. Right. Like, it was kind of like the comments to Yori Epstein where he was talking about, hey, you know, most teams want to find Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, but yep. there's not a lot of Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady's out mm-hmm. there. Um, you have to remember, first of all, the Vikings are going through a contract uh, negotiation with Kirk Cousins. So if Quasey gets up there and be like, this guy is like the number one quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, never heard of him. <laughs> like Kirk Cousins camp is going to hear that and be like, price just went up, buddy. Um, you know, with Quasey, when I first heard the comments kind of out of context, I thought, well, that's great. Like, he's just good enough. Who, put, uh, who, like, put, who took them out of context? Nobody. I don't know anybody that would do that. <laughs> I would but, never uh, do that. I, I mean, kind of look, at, if you look at him in that way, but if you look in the way that he said it, you know, it's kind of like he, he mentioned a lot of teams can't say that they have a quarterback of Kirk Cousins level. And that's yeah. true. Yeah. Like we've said, he's a fringe top 10 quarterback. That's not a problem. The problem is he's making fully guaranteed money where it jams up the salary cap. He's going to have a $36.25 million cap hit. And yeah, I, I mean, that that's it. And listening to Kevin O'Connell speak later in the day, or I believe that was yesterday, Quasey mm-hmm. talked on Tuesday, but mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell said that, you know, he made it sound like they are evaluating quarterbacks at this class. And really, it's just about the time to take the swing. Like last year, we were at this time being like, what about Malik Willis? Or what about Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett? Like, what about and like Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback 
worth a shit, really. Like yeah. looking back on it. So like, is this a draft class that the Vikings should take a stab on a quarterback in your mind? Or they, is it if, something they should wait until 2024 for? If they like a guy. Yeah, for sure. You got to try and go get, get your guy. Um, I did just hear right before we went on, I saw that uh, Darren Wolfson was on like Purple Daily or Mackie and Judd or whatever. And he said that the Vikings had a formal interview with uh, Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. So it wasn't just like a brief, like five minute chit chat. Like they brought him into their suite or whatever in, in Indianapolis, met with Quasey and coaches. And like, I don't, <clears throat> I think there's some videos uh, from last year's like draft class or draft at them at the combine. They would, they brought like Andrew Booth in um, and a couple of guys like in the, their suite. And like, you could tell like it's more like in depth questions about, know some of this their background and and stuff they know so like it wasn't just like a a brief meeting with anthony richardson it was more like we like this guy we want to know more about him so there's there's clear interest in in him and then uh wolfson also said that uh somebody told him that uh will levis from kentucky is kind of like the ideal quarterback that uh kevin o'connell is is interested in i don't think he's going to be around uh, long enough for the Vikings to to grab him, uh, they would have to trade up probably within the top six picks, uh, six or seven at least, to get Will Levis. So I would expect Anthony Richardson to be someone that they probably feel like they have a better chance of getting. Um, and if they like him, yeah, go after him. You can't just sit there and be like, mm, I don't know, like we're, we might have to give too, give up too much to get him. And it's like, okay um then when are you when are you ever going to trade because you don't want to be you're not going to be bad enough to get a high pick really because you're you're not trying to do that you're not trying to unload your assets and just kind of just have a a year where you're not going to be good so you're going to load up on high draft picks you're not going to do that so if you want your guy trade up for him now they don't have a whole lot to use to trade up for him unless they put players in there which they could as well um but yeah if there's a guy on the board that they want and last year, I think like they were definitely more committed to Kirk Cousins. I think Kevin O'Connell was coming in. He didn't want to ruffle any feathers. Um, he wanted to just, you know, use the guys that they had and see what they could do. He worked with Kirk Cousins in the past, so he felt like he knew what he, he could do. And uh, he had a year with him. He realized what he can and cannot do with Kirk Cousins. And I think now he realizes that like, okay, like Quasey said, he's good enough, but he's probably not the guy who's going to lead us in the future and we need to start thinking about guys that can possibly do that so yeah if there's a quarterback up there go get him if not don't it's almost like the chief's problem everybody everybody mentions patrick mahomes right yeah but i mean what i don't want to see the vikings do is take a quarterback just because they or like with any position really i don't want to see them okay we need a quarterback we need we need to do it now uh christian ponder's on the board let's take him Like, that is not what I want to see the Vikings do. I want to see them identify someone, which they've talked about doing, Mm -hmm. and going after that player. Will Levis, personally, I have questions about his accuracy. His arm is out of this world. Um, But, and he's mobile enough to succeed in the NFL. Um, Got questions about his food taste, though. Uh, (laughs) Eating brown bananas and drinking mayo in his coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, there's like, that's there's like weird stuff like that in the Midwest though, right? Like there's some, there's probably some weird Minnesota things that, that he would fit in well with. Um, I don't know. People seem to think ranch with Buffalo wings is a really weird thing, but it's weird. I don't know. That's I, what I they don't give, know. That's what they give you at like 
at wing places out here at least and i'm usually i'm used to like the east coast or in new york where they're like they give you blue cheese i mean um, Matt, matthew collard's like from buffalo and like he yeah. he talks about that like it's like a sin like you're going straight to hell for- also if you need sauce if you need dip your wings in sauce you probably don't have good sauce then so like that's this is that's true so that, that's a good point <laughs> i i wonder like i don't want to see the vikings not go for their guy because they don't have enough picks yeah but i also don't want to see them take one just to take one and when i look at next year's class you might have a better shot at getting a guy that you identify could be good for your system because mm-hmm. albert breer was on the rich eisen show And he said that most teams believe that the best quarterback prospects are still in college right now. That's Caleb Williams at USC. That's Drake May from North Carolina. That's Quinn Ewers from Texas, my guy, um, just because of his haircut. (laughs) You know, I, I am okay with the Vikings saying, let's ride out this year. Let's bring back Kirk Cousins. Maybe we do like, oh, I, and Tom Pelissero actually, uh, clarified his remarks from earlier in the week saying that, you know, the Vikings would, I, I'm trying to quote him accurately now because he said mm-hmm. a lot of people miss. And I think he was right too, because once I thought about the quote, it, it didn't sound like there's no way the Vikings and Kirk Cousins will agree on a one-year extension. He, said he, he basically anticipated, said, right? Right. He didn't anticipate it. I was trying to remember the word. I didn't have it in front of me. So he didn't anticipate that happening, but it's a possibility. That if they look at it that way and go, okay, you really want another fully guaranteed whatever. Let's just do one more year. Let's go down the road and we can try and get it. Because you look at this 2023 schedule for the Vikings, it is brutal. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, like, when I look at the Vikings last year, they're a fluke. I'm sorry. yeah, But, I mean, all those comeback wins, they had the same points allowed. They had the same points scored, basically. And they wound up 13 and three instead of eight and nine. Like, I, I don't think the Vikings are going to be a 13 win team next no. year, especially no. when you have Kansas City, Cincinnati, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, Philadelphia, all teams with quarterbacks that are better than Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So when you have a defense that's kind of in disarray that you don't want to get rid of everybody, this team, I'll I'll mention Matthew Collar again, this team could pull a natural tank. And next year, you could be in a position to maybe make a run at Caleb Williams or make a run at Drake May or Quinn Ewers or any other quarterbacks you like in that class. If Shadur Sanders blows up, he could be another quarterback that yeah. could be in that mix. Like, there are a lot of quarterbacks that you could look at next year and be like, okay, Let's try and build off this 13-win season from last year. We got Brian Flores. We got everything we need. Let's try and win some more games. If it doesn't work out, we have a shot at drafting our guy next year with a lot less capital invested. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if they had like a natural tank because I think they're just not built poor enough to not win at least seven or eight games uh, next season, especially with the hiring of Brian Flores. I don't think they would have hired him if they were like, we're going to suck in 2023 uh good luck buddy (laughs) yeah 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 i don't think he would have been like oh i'm gonna turn down a head coaching job to although you know reading some of the nfl pa surveys or whatever i would i would have probably turned down the cardinals job as well uh if i was brian flores um but yeah like you can't and i don't want the vikings to get into a situation where like kirk cousins is no longer there next year and they they're desperate they need to draft a quarterback and 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 every team knows they are this is where this this is where you go back to the chiefs again where like they had alex smith they were not desperate but they knew that time was running out so they needed to make a a move sooner than later so they went after patrick mahomes you look at the eagles last year 
not last year, a couple of years ago, that they, they had Carson Wentz. So, you know, back then he was viewed as, you know, he's fine. But then they went and drafted Jalen Hurts. And, you know, look at him now. He's going to he's gonna cash in because he turned out to be a good quarterback. Like if there's a guy even in, in the second round. Oh, they don't have a second round pick. I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. If they get a second yeah, round pick. Yes, exactly. Um, if they get a second round pick and there's a guy that you like, you know, take a chance on him. Um, but, yeah, don't. Don't don't for you don't want to get into a position where you have to force something or, or teams know that you're in need of it and they're going to take advantage of you. Um, so I think uh, if the Vikings are unable to work out an extension, a, a, a friendly extension, I guess, with Kirk Cousins, um, then I would expect them probably to, to try and draft someone this year rather than next year and, and avoid being in a situation where like they, they are desperate. They need a quarterback. But like I said in the last episode, if Kirk Cousins isn't there, they're going to have a lot of cap space as well. So they can just sign or trade for a veteran quarterback as well. So they'll have they're they're going to have a bunch of options um, within the next two years. And it'll be very interesting to see what they do in this this draft for sure. One of the other things that Quasey talked about at the combine was a potential extension for Justin Jefferson. He was quoted as saying, I don't want to be the Vikings GM without this guy on our team. It's a priority for certain. He's someone we'll keep in all of our conversations just because we treat everybody with respect. And we understand that we need their buy-in ultimately for us to get to where we need to go. So, Knowing that, and it sounds like Justin Jefferson has some input on what the Vikings are doing. How much pull do you think Jefferson actually has in the Vikings offseason plans? Um, probably a good amount. I would, I would say he's one. He's earned it uh, already. He's only twenty three, but he's he's earned it. He's he knows what's he's he's very good. So, and the Vikings don't want to lose him. So he's going to be like, hey, if you want me to stick around, then you need me to you know help me. Let me help have some input. Now, is he going to be like a, a de facto GM where he's like picking players and being like, we should sign this undrafted free agent? No, he's not going to do that. But like if if the Vikings are interested in drafting a quarterback, he's going to be like, Justin, do you like this guy? Do you like his style? Do you think you can mesh well with this player? He's going to be like, yes, no, I don't. So I think that's where he's going to have the input. He's not going to have input on, should we get a, a a new center? Should we get a new left guard? I don't think he's going to be involved in this those situations. I would say it's mostly probably quarterback related, which it should because whoever comes in there, he's going to need to get him the ball and he's going to want it. That quarterback's going to want to get Justin Jefferson the ball because if you don't, you're just dumb. Um, so I think that's probably where like most of his input comes. And yeah, it's holy cow with the, the tone difference. Uh, when asked about Justin Jefferson compared to like Kirk and even Dalvin Cook, like Quasi's just like, oh man, we we love Justin <laughs> Jefferson. Like he cannot leave. We need to do whatever we can to make sure he stays forever. Uh, so that was very interesting. Yeah, tough day for the uh, let's trade Justin Jefferson crowd. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think it's good to an extent. Like I don't want Justin Jefferson picking out cornerbacks. Um, like, yeah, this guy, like you go get that. Like, he's probably not going to get no, like you, if you're looking for a football, that's interesting though. Like what if he was like this guy, like I have trouble with him all the time. He gives me fits out on the field. This is true. Free free agent. Like that's, that's, that's an interesting point though. That's, that's connected, I guess. But I mean, he's not going to go into the draft room and be like, take that guy. He can shut me down. Like not, not going to (laughs) happen. Like, I think there's different levels that you can have. Like, you look in the NBA, like LeBron James, 
is an assistant general manager or like he is the general manager. He's, he's not like, very good at it. We're, we're trading for Anthony Davis. He's got knees like ribs in an air fryer, but got Sam Bradford's um, knees. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, like we remember a couple of years ago in the draft, Chiefs had the last pick in the first round and Patrick Mahomes said, Hey, draft uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We can use him a lot. And uh, he's not very good because <laughs> he's like five, eight and, yeah, whatever. I mean, everybody like Jonathan Taylor. No, don't take the unicorn. What are you doing? Um, yeah, I, like imagine the Chiefs with Jonathan Taylor. Like, I know everybody's like in love with Isaiah Pacheco, but my God, if they would have got Jonathan Taylor, yeah. that would have been like an absolute nightmare. Some of the Aaron Rodgers things too, as well, where like he's like, mm-hmm. let's bring back Randall Cobb. And it's like, <laughs> what? That's what he said. He's like, bring back all of my friends who are like in their 30s. And like yeah. the Packers are finally like, no, we're not doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's good for him to have some input, especially when it t- comes to the quarterback. I, I don't think he's going to pull a power play like some people think and like not sign mm-hmm. an extension because Kirk's the best quarterback I've ever had. And, you know, Kirky, he's like, not. Do- like dollar store Batista can go make fart jokes online with his friends uh, if he think feels that way. But um <laughs> Anyway, like outside of Jefferson, I should probably move on after that comment. Um, (laughs) The Vikings made some interesting quotes about some salary cap decisions. Uh, Kwesi said, sometimes business decisions are needed and there are different solutions that need to happen. And we'll go from there. It will be draining. It will be tough. And that's why we get paid and what we get paid and the response we get. I'm not always going to be the most liked person in the room. That's just kind of my job. Kevin O'Connell said there's a lot of different directions you can go and each decision affects another one and another one. Uh, apparently he's DJ Khaled now. Uh, it's something I've thought a lot about Dalvin and he went on to say, or what Quasi went on to say stuff about Dalvin Tomlinson. Let, let's just start here. We'll, we'll start about players. I'm all off kilter after trying to squeeze my, ill you're trying to like in. figure out the coach speak. I know like it's right. Right. Yeah. They, I, I'm like, you know, Pepe Sylvia. I, I should have <laughs> just had like the web behind me and like, you know, this and this and this, and this, uh, Kwesi was very open because they asked, Hey, what, what do you think about Dalvin? And he's like, which one Dalvin cook or mm-hmm. Dalvin Tomlinson. <laughs> and, uh, when they talked about Tomlinson, Kwesi said, Basically, he's very open. He sounded very open to bringing him back and even offered to hook him up with his shoe guy. Uh, personally, I bought a pair of Air Force Ones yesterday. Oh. Um, yes, I'm very excited to get them. Nelly has been playing on repeat. Are you inspired by the, the interview questions? To yes, and, uh... top five bangers of all time. And I'm like, <laughs> I got to get some Air Force Ones. I need two purrs, uh, <laughs> not two pairs, two purrs. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, are you okay with bringing back Dalvin Tomlinson? The Vikings have $7.5 million in dead money on Tomlinson's contract. The over the cap valuation is 5.4 million next season. I mean, you can't get rid of everybody if you want to like build this thing. And it doesn't sound like the Vikings are going to burn things down. No, it sounds like they really want him back. Um, I think the fact that they're, yeah, like you're, you're already paying him. Well, he's already counting seven and a half million on the cap already. So you might as well just find a way to figure out a way to keep him. 
um, if that's going to happen, because that seems kind of dumb to to do that. Um, and I think he he could be, you know, Brian. It sounds like if Brian Flores didn't want Dalvin Tomlinson, there wouldn't even be like this this talk about him. Um, so I'm not. I, I think he probably has some some input in that as well. And it's funny, yeah, like, like when he was asked which Dalvin, he asked that for a reason because his thoughts are extremely different on on both Dalvins. Like Dalvin Tomlinson, he used words like love and. He's a great player, and he had big, big, giant smile on his face. And with Dalvin, you know, he did the he's a leader and, you know, a captain and great locker room guy. But, you know, there's salary cap, you know, questions, and we have to get those figured out. Nothing about like, oh, we want to do everything we can to make sure Dalvin Cook comes back. So I think the Vikings are willing to, they don't want Dalvin Cook to be paid $14 million, uh, on the cap next year. Uh, I don't think anybody really wants a running back to be paid that much in the NFL these days. I can't blame him. So will Dalvin Cook be there? I don't know if he'll restructure. I don't think his his people would be very excited about him restructuring or taking a lower uh, pay or whatever. But there's ways they can figure that out as well. Um, so I, I would expect Dalvin Tomlinson to be back. And I'll just go out and say I don't think Dalvin Cook will be back. Yeah, I'm okay if they bring Tomlinson back. Yeah. Um, like I said, you can't get rid of anybody or, or excuse me, everybody. You don't have salary cap space to really go get a replacement. You're paying him anyway. And this class isn't the greatest unless you're going to take like Maisie Smith uh, or I think it's Mozzie Smith at with your first round pick or trade down to take him. Um, I would like that pick a lot, but I think there are more pressing needs that you mm-hmm. can do, especially, you know, if you keep Dalvin, Again, there's that threshold again. Good enough, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's you could have a good enough defensive tackle. I think at quarterback, it's where you kind of push at that upper level, different skill sets type of thing. So if we want to look at numbers and stuff, you look at Dalvin Thomas and say, okay, he, he's not really a pass rusher, but he's good enough to stop the run. He's a good teammate in the locker room, that sort of I thing. I think he had a career high in like pressures last year. So he did. Yes. He's, cap- yes. he's capable. He's capable. He's good enough. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Dalvin Cook, like that was interesting to me because Zach Hiller about a week ago suggested that Kevin O'Connell doesn't know how to call running plays. Dalvin and agent. uh yeah, what's agent, that? Right? that? I yeah. just want to let people that that's his agent, Zach. Yes, yes, sorry. Um Kevin O'Connell, I don't think he was asked about that specifically, but he brought it up when he said it comes down to efficiency. The home runs and long runs are great. Yeah. But as a play caller, I'd love to be second and five. If you told me I'm second and five, here we go. We're in a position to do a lot of different things, regardless field position, score of the game, and personnel grouping. The Athletics' Alec Lewis noted that the Vikings ran for zero or negative yards on first down more than any other team in the league aside from the Jaguars. And he also went on to note, you know, when you have third and eight, you need receivers on the field. You're not going to run the ball. Mike Zimmer's not here anymore. Um, so you're going to throw the ball in those situations and that's what happened. Hopefully pass Tom, the sticks. Yes. Yes. Uh, especially on fourth and eight with the season <laughs> on the line. Um, Tom Pelissero mentioned that he'd be surprised if Dalvin cooks, not yeah. a Viking. I, I don't know. I mean, you save $8 million next year. If you cut or trade him, you mentioned, you don't think he's going to be, I, I, it's hard for me to see. It's hard for me to see Dalvin taking a pay cut because him and his agent obviously believe that he's a top tier running back. He's yeah. got a 10, 10.8 million dollar base salary. The franchise tag is ten million dollars, and I think everybody's going to start using the franchise tag on those running backs because the yeah. the cost is lower than giving him a long term extension. I think you're going to see it for Saquon Barkley. 
uh, uh, Josh Jacobs. I was going to call him Nick Jacobs. Yeah, uh, Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs combined. <laughs> They're just going to start meshing running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Tony Pollard is going to get that franchise tag too. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I think it ends in a cut. I would be surprised if he's here. I don't know if they'll cut him. Um, I think that would well, probably who's be trading for him. Well, that, I think that would be last resort. Well, there's teen. There's you're not getting the full 14 million cap hit if you trade for Delvin. I think it's more around eight if you trade him because the Vikings have to pay. have already paid a certain amount of money. Um, it's just on their books. Um, so you're not getting that full 14 million cap hit if you trade for Delvin. So I think that's that's a little easier to to swallow if you're a team that's trying to trade for him. And there's teams that have a lot of cap space that can you know trade for someone like that, like the Dolphins or or somebody else um, that might be interested in. And Dalvin, who look like they they see, you know, I, I you look at a team from the Shanahan system, which is kind of where the Vikings' offense was under Mike Zimmer, with you know Stefanski and and Kubiak and both Kubiaks, you know, they ran that kind of zone zone uh, blocking Shanahan system. And I think if a team that runs that sees Dalvin is available, they're gonna, you know, maybe they'll see if they can get him because he still he still has plenty in the tank. How long? that last we'll we'll get to see but i think i wrote about um some players that probably shouldn't be on the vikings uh come next year and i picked alvin um and i just i used the reference of you know you look at a team like the patriots uh who are known under bill belichick to kind of be ruthless when it comes to getting rid of players before it's too late and i would look at Dalvin cook as like a player like this like can he help you next year yes the year after that we don't know and you don't want to be stuck in a position where you're like, we could have traded this guy last year and got some assets and now we get nothing and he's just gone and we got to figure out how to replace him. You know who's in that situation? Adam Thielen. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they also talked about him a little bit. Is he, he from Minnesota? Cap- he, he is from Minnesota. Him and Lindsey Whalen uh, could both CJ have Hamm? a really good. Yeah, CJ Ham could sit down, uh, get Joe Maurer in there. Um, although Joe Maurer was actually good. People don't really. Yeah. MVP he won that, an MVP. Yeah, he actually won an MVP award. Yeah. Imagine that. Uh and Whalen's <laughs> Whalen's what a four or five time WNBA. Yeah, did champion. She, she ever win like, MVP? She never won an MVP, but she's also in the basketball hall of fame. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that's there is good. that. She's in the news because the gopher women's team sucks, but that's for a different <laughs> podcast. Uh Adam Thielen, as you may have heard, has a cap number just short of $20 million. Uh Kevin O'Connell was asked about him and all the salary cap decisions and he said we're going to continue to look at what's the best route to go moving forward i think there's a conversation (laughs) to be had to really see what that looks like playing time roles and responsibility that's That's a nice way of saying he's we're going to try and get rid of him if we can but if if not then we'll figure it out i feel like that's like kevin o'connell and quasi like compared to at least to mike zimmer Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfo are so good at saying so much without saying anything at all. Yes. <laughs> like Rick Spielman was kind of like this too, where it was like, I don't even want to hear your press conference because I'm going to learn absolutely nothing. And that's kind of how I feel <laughs> like watching these press conferences with Quasi and, and, and O'Connell. There's kind of some, some, some things, but f- generally, especially yesterday and Kevin O'Connell's press conference, I think six of his questions were unrelated to the Vikings. They're like, Oh, how, how do you like Brian Dable? And it's like, what? What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> or the guy who thought he was getting a one-on-one with Quasi Adelpha Mensa. Yeah, like, did yeah. Did you not yeah. see the other like twenty beat reporters <laughs> with you? Or is, what do we? These these guys coach a team. 
I, I understand like this is a free reign or whatever, but like I would like more questions to be about the team that they coach or the team that they run instead of, you know, how do you scout wide receivers? Uh, you know, what would you recommend? Cause you know, you're good with Justin Jefferson. It's like, uh, can this is really your question? Like, come on. Uh, who are, here. who are your favorite players that believe in God? Like, no. let me, oh, uh, no. <laughs> I'm never working for a certain race radio station. I know. If I ever got in the press or box, website. hi, hi, how you doing? Yeah. Um, let, let, let's talk a little bit about maybe some receivers that could replace Thielen if they move on, though. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Bateman was in the news this morning because he basically trashed the hell out of the Baltimore Ravens GM, which is hilarious. Good I would I would uh, if I were the Vikings, I would give a call to the Ravens about Rashad Bateman. It's a bit of a homer statement because he's not from Minnesota, but he's kind of from Minnesota because he played for the Gophers and he's really good. So I I wouldn't hate that at all. The price is right. But a more direct rumor is that the Vikings could be interested in Brandon Cooks. Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Focus or excuse me, Pro Football Network says that the Vikings, Rams, Giants, Packers, Chiefs and Cowboys all inquired about Cooks. The Vikings were linked to Cooks at last year's trade deadline and a deal didn't get done. He had 57 catches, 699 yards, three touchdowns for the Texans last year in 13 games. He is 29 years old, which is incredible because I he's like Randall Cobb. I think he's way older than he actually he's is. He's 28. Yeah, he, he will turn 29. Yeah. I think I think that's what I meant here by <laughs> saying that. Uh, and he signed through the 2024 season, although the Vikings can save $16 million if he's released or traded the following year. Right. Are you interested in Brandon Cooks? Uh, yeah, thousand percent. Um, he's already been in the Rams system, so he's familiar with probably a lot of the stuff that Kevin O'Connell wants out of him. He's still very productive. He can get open uh, on his own. He is a deep threat. Um, you know, he's been known to catch a lot of touchdowns. Um, he's been traded a lot. That makes me kind of wonder about his presence maybe in the locker room or whatever just or just maybe pe- people just think he's expendable um and they and they can trade him and he's i feel like he's been able to stay relatively healthy uh throughout most of his career um his cap hit is a little concerning i think you'd have to figure out a way to kind of figure that out because i think um it's 18 million if the vikings trade for him um so that's something they would have to figure out but if they if there's a way i would much rather have brandon cooks be the number two or three over Adam Thielen, who still wants a chance to prove himself somewhere after finishing second in targets uh, with the Vikings last season. Um, but yeah, for, for sure, if, if they can figure out a way to get him, like I said, like I think we've said in, in past podcasts, I don't know if the Vikings are really in a position like we talked with Jalen Ramsey. I don't know if they're in a position this year to give up assets to acquire players. I think they're kind of looking more to add picks or, or younger players and then get rid of some those bloated contracts um so yeah it's a fun idea and yes i would like it the likelihood of it is probably pretty low but yeah sure brandon cooks trade for him i say yes at the right cost if they're asking for like day two picks like i'd have to say no thanks and i'm sure the texans are going to look to maximize that accent because they are looking to trade up for their quarterback which is Freaking hilarious considering they won week 18. They beat the Colts, ended the season on a strong note. Didn't really work out so well. Sent Lovey out a winner. Sent Lovey out a winner. Here's a proposed trade. I actually put it out on on Twitter yesterday, and I kind of used PFF's draft mock draft simulator as kind of like a trade machine because they have like, this will be accepted or whatever. So I did Brandon Cooks, and I believe the Texans' fifth-round pick, which is 
second second overall in the fifth round um, to the Vikings for Dalvin Cook and their fifth round pick, which is, I think, like obviously 23rd or whatever in the fifth round. So the Vikings would get rid of Dalvin Cook. They would acquire Brandon Cooks and then they would move up like 20 spots in the fifth round as well. And I asked, like, is that a trade that you guys that people would want? It seemed pretty good to me. People did bring up that the Texans already have um, what's his face uh, Pierce in the background, yeah, in the in the backfield. But at the same time, you know, do you do you think he's better than Dalvin Cook? Also, but they might not want to pay for a running back if they already have one. But that's something I threw out there, and and I don't know. What do you think about that? Pierce was also one of the least effective, or I think one of the least efficient runners uh, in the well, NFL. Well, him and Dalvin year. would fit in very well. <laughs> Just two yards at a time, the yeah. occasional eighty yarder. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that would be kind of a deep, I mean, <sighs> top 100 picks, I would say. No. Like if you can get a four, four, like I look at this receiver class and I, I mean, I think you take a shot here, but I think the three receivers that make the most sense for the Vikings are Jordan Addison, who I don't think will be there at 23. No. Um, he, he's very similar to Thielen where he's a great route runner. He can go deep a little bit like prime Adam Thielen, not like last year, Adam Thielen. Yes. Thank you um, for clarifying. Yeah. Um, Jackson, just Smith, like Adam Thielen at 32 yeah, Jackson Smith, Jigba, um, those hamstring injuries worried me a little bit much. Yeah. And a lot of people think he's just a slot guy, but I mean, people said that about Justin Jefferson too. Um, and he can just kind of, I mean, I don't think he's like Justin Jefferson, but I think that. He's a versatile receiver. And then I like Jalen Hyatt. Um, if you can get him, if you could trade back and maybe get him in the second round, like that would be yeah. a good thing. I think he's very similar to Jamison Williams. And I think I mentioned this before in a podcast, Tyler Fornis, I asked him about him. I'm like, well, what's the difference? They both run really fast. He says that Williams has better ball skills, basically. Like he can go get the ball high. It's still kind of raw in that area. But if you get Hyatt in the second round, four, two, four, three speed, have that guy to take the top off the defense across from Justin Jefferson. Even if you just have him run go routes, the whole damn game, that's going to be effective. That's what this team needs. They need somebody explosive. And the guy won the Bolitnikoff award, which I don't think happens by accident, even if yeah. you are in a favorable scheme. So, I mean, I, I think I would rather, I'd rather get a younger guy because those guys are just cheaper. You can save money elsewhere, yeah. especially if you're going to pay another guy 35 million a season, like the Vikings seem hell bent on doing with Justin Jefferson, reasonably so. But I think the receiver position is one of the most interesting positions when it comes to what the Vikings will do this off season. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, and I agree with the younger, like I, the, I totally see a scenario where the Vikings either trade down to like the last few picks of the first round and try and get that, a second round pick or they just trade in the, the very first part of the, the second round and and do that as well to just accumulate more picks in the earlier rounds was kind of what they what they did last year um when they traded down and got lewis seen and then were able to get andrew booth and edwin ingram in the second round so i could see a similar scenario of them doing that um again this year just because they just need they have a lot of holes they don't have a lot of cap space so like the draft is the place really to kind of fill some of that and and improve your depth. So I would agree. I think Brandon Cooks is someone more for a team that has the cap space and also is probably, you know, like closer to contending than the Vikings are where they're like, he might be like the, the missing piece. We just, we need a deep threat. So let's go after Brandon Cooks. So I don't know if he's really the right fit for the Vikings at this moment. Wrapping up the show today, bury the lead. If you saw the thumbnail, but the Vikings are number one. <laughs> 
Yes. Vikings are the most yes. player friendly if I had a, team. If I had a flag, I would wave it around. Wave the flag. Yeah. Wave the flag. <laughs> um, the Vikings are the most player friendly team in the NFL. The NFL Players Association putting on a study on Thursday, or excuse me, on Wednesday, that ranked all 32 teams in this metric. Uh, the Vikings got straight A's across the board, including yes. A plus in locker room, training room, strength coaches. And training staff. Oh my God, you can't get rid of our Sugarman. What are you doing? This is cold. This is heartless. What are you doing? Uh, An A minus of team families, team travel, and the weight room. I think Garrett Bradbury would disagree on the last one. And an A minus in food service and nutrition. I mean, sometimes you got to have the sloppy joes in the cafeteria, right? Um, Do you care? (laughs) Let's just ask that. Do you care that the Vikings are the nicest team in the NFL when it comes to their players? Um, personally, yeah, I don't, I don't care too much because I think the Chiefs got a lot of, of negative marks or whatever, and uh, they won the Super Bowl, so I don't think they're really gonna be like, oh shoot, uh, we gotta give this back because you know we didn't do too well in the NFL PA survey. Um, but I think this could benefit, it, and it should the the Vikings in free agency because if a player is like trying to figure out who to sign with when it comes to the Vikings or let's say the Cardinals. Uh, you look at this survey, it's going to be very easy to pick between the Vikings and the Cardinals. The Cardinals, who I think had a couple F minuses. Uh, <laughs> F minus. Like, Not only did you fail, you, you you're were below, below failing. failing. <laughs> like they had like they had like floorboards coming up in the in the weight room and everything. Uh, the facilities are terrible. They charge players if they want food from their facilities. Like it's. I like, heard their gaming monitors are elite, though. Um, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it just makes me wonder, like, when someone like JJ Watt or whatever signs there, I'm like, did you do any research, like, before you signed <laughs> with the Cardinals? <laughs> um, so. Yeah, and then like the Jaguars have like a rat infestation in their locker room, which is yeah. great when your owner's worth like twelve billion dollars. You have like, some things are out of your control. I understand, but like that's doesn't seem very good. And uh, yeah, a couple. Uh, I think the Chiefs for their training staff. Some guys said like they were afraid to talk about or say they were injured, like and 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 be punished by like not playing, which is yeah. never good. Uh, yeah. Makes you wonder, uh, kind of you know Patrick Mahomes going through all this injury stuff in the playoffs like what they did for him or to him to get him ready for the super bowl um but yeah like it's not they're not gonna get any closer to the super bowl if they have straight a's in the nflpa survey but it, it could be a very important and helpful tool for grades i think it, it could become useful i think it's gonna be a yearly thing so it's also gonna hold teams accountable like we didn't know this stuff before yeah. yesterday and now you know if play if teams start to suck and players don't want to go there, you know their fans are going to be like, "Well, look, like you're not you're not helping your players with anything. So why would they want to play for you?" Um, so I think that could be something that comes off of this as well. But I, I like it, and it does help that the Vikings did well. But also with the amount of times the Vikings said positivity and collaboration, I'm not very you know surprised with how they perform in this survey. I think it's good from a standpoint of it'll help recruit players right. uh, and free agency and stuff. I think you made that point on Twitter. Um, it is also funny to me because uh, Luke Braun made the point that, yeah, the Vikings are one of the best organizations right now. Everybody loves being a Viking, but it doesn't match in line with the ultimate goal of winning a Super Bowl. So, right. you know, Adam Thielen loves being a Viking. Well, $20 million, it's not really. You know, yeah, like if it. 
if it's a different scenario too, like I mentioned, if it's the Vikings or the Cardinals, well, what if it's the Vikings and the Chiefs? I think players are probably still going to pick the Chiefs because they're like, oh, I can win the Super Bowl. So like that's still going to be the ultimate factor. But if you're you know determining between some other teams, maybe this will help you out and help you decide. And maybe it will help other teams kind of open their eyes and like fix their own things. Um, like the Vikings did a year ago. Where do you think the Vikings would have ranked in these categories a year ago? Oh, no, no. Uh, not as good. Um, <laughs> Some of them would still be good. Like the locker room was A plus, although Mike the facilities, yes, the facilities are on. still the facilities would still be top notch. Um, yeah. Training staff would be much lower. Uh, what was it like? Kindness to families. I don't. I don't even know. Team like, families. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how much coaches or whatever have an impact on that. I would think that's more facility re- related as well. Um, what was what were some like team building or whatever? Like that would yeah. probably be lower. Yes, <laughs> um, Mike Zimmer wasn't hosting team barbecues. No, a year he ago wasn't at this time or um, two years ago. He had a ranch. Like it was a perfect. It was like perfect opportunity to like just invite people over, have a but, big team rager at the Zimmer Ranch. Yeah, that would have been sit in the hot tub, drink red wine, and watch yeah. what Chicago yeah. PD or whatever. Great, um, but. Yeah, there would have been some marks that were higher. Most of the ones related to coaching and staff would have been much lower. Um, so they're clearly happy with the direction that they're going in. And I think it's good for the organization. If, if, you, if you're not going to win the Super Bowl, you might as well at least, you know, be a, t- a place where players like to be. Like, this is a job, but you also like to have a job that you enjoy. Um, I can attest to that. I've had many crappy jobs in my lifetime. and. I'd much rather be happier than like making making a bunch of money and be miserable. Um, so I think you can attest to that too. hundred uh, percent. <laughs> so uh, it definitely matters, uh, especially in this day and age. With like you know, it's it might be annoying for some people, like but you know, Gen Z players, or whatever. This this stuff is more uh, important to them, and it should be. Um, so I think this this will be good, and I think it'll be it'll help Vikings the Vikings in free agency this year for sure. Well, hopefully that team happiness translates to the fans, same fans that tuned into this show today. That is all the time we have. This has been the Viking Age podcast. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you miss us, you can catch us in audio form on Apple and Spotify. But no matter how you check us out, like, comment, share, subscribe, so you never miss a new episode. I'm Chris Shad. He's Adam Patrick. And we'll talk to you on Monday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.